The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. How's yeah. it going? I'm uh, doing fine. Yeah, sorry about the lines being blocked up. We were talking about uh, cannabis and various other issues and with Richard Emmons and things got uh, filled up real quick. So I'm sorry you weren't able yeah, to make it through yeah. at first. But no, it's okay. Well, tell us what's happening at Edward Jones as far as the market. Then we'll get back to some calls here. Okay. What do you say? Sounds saying? great. So here's what's going on in the markets right now. Markets are doing well. We've seen some downturns in uh, some of the other sectors in the finance space, but uh, mostly uh, we're seeing that the chip manufacturers, those semiconductors, are doing very, very well, helping buoy up the markets. Uh, something that uh, is on the minds of investors right now is uh, how EVs are handling cold weather. We've seen it across the, the country right now. Or maybe uh, more correctly, how they're not handling the cold weather. That's right. Yeah. And Ford is starting to cut their lines, uh, cut the F-150 Lightning, which is their electric line uh, production, and increase their gas power. So it's starting to trickle down into that. Uh, so if you were betting on the green energy and, and EVs taking over, there's still only really one company that's doing that. And that's Tesla, but and Tesla's main business is selling carbon credits. When you look at their financials, that's what they're. That's right. You know, that's really what. It, I don't think they're making money on the actual car itself. It's the carbon credits. Well, you know, the thing is, just as a, uh, a regular guy here, and you know how I'm, I'm a flashaholic. I have lots of flashlights here, uh, yeah. uh, Ron. I've told you about that before. Um, I use lithium-ion batteries all the time in my flashlights, right? right? And guess what? Yeah, keep the flashlight in your pocket because if it gets really super cold, doesn't work so well. Just saying. That's right. Hmm. That's right. So kind of hard to have those out there in negative 20 degree weather and and uh, expecting it to actually work the way you want it to. Yeah. Could you imagine why, how people would be outraged if their internal combustion vehicle lost mileage just sitting there in the cold? They, right. they would be revolting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good to hear from you, and good profits to you. And we'll talk again about where the market's headed on Monday, all right? And Edward Sounds Jones. Great. Appreciate Thank the call. You so much. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Ron's number, by the way, 734-0070 at Edward Jones. Hi, KBD KCMD. Who's this? Good morning. Yeah, Ron Grants Pass. Yeah, Ron, go ahead. Uh, we have a problem that's more basic. Uh, we used to have a country where... The president was not elected by the people directly. The senators were not elected by the people. It was a trickle-up kind of a situation where you start uh, with a representative who had electors, and then you have electors that brought in uh, the Mm -hmm. the, uh, president, and then you have uh, representatives who brought in senators. Uh, We have been so bifurcated that we're kind of like a boat. We have a whole bunch of anchors that have been thrown out by uh, these uh, one-world socialists who have bifurcated and trifurcated our system so badly that now we we're, we're have hundreds of anchors holding us back and keeping us from doing what our founders gave us, which was a, a roadmap in the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Which- yeah, well, well cutting, cutting loose the uh, anchors is, uh, is our job, I guess, then, isn't it? It is, and the only one way to do it, the De- Declaration of Independence had the solution in there, our founders gave us the uh, the idea that we have to change by uh, mm-hmm. eliminating the, those who are holding us down. Well, my prediction here and it's just my and, and it's just my prediction or opinion is that uh, the reorganization of the country is already beginning and it's probably going to end up being 
where the Texases and various other states are going to say, you know, we're not going to be part of this. And you um, green weenie states, you know, out on the West Coast and maybe the and the East Coast, maybe you can go your own way here, too. I honestly see that's uh, probably where it's going to be headed. Appreciate the call there, Ron. And we go to line two. Hi, KMED, KCMD. What are you thinking? Good morning, Bill. Steve in Sunny Valley. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, on, on Richard Emmons' point, uh, I, I would add two. Um, the first is that the stick that we pay for to get rid of the problems, we're still going to have to pay for when the problem is diminished, and they're going to need something to do. And they're probably going to be looking for something to beat on, and that'll be us. And the second thing hmm. is that you said that when you were a young man, you made the mistake of experimenting with some of this stuff. Well, you grew out of it. Well, no, I can't say. No, I mean, I've probably I probably smoked it maybe five times in my lifetime. So I can't really say I experimented all that deeply on it. Okay. well, that's more than I did. But my point being Mm -hmm. is now it might be laced with fentanyl and that five times might kill you. Oh, good point. Good point. So the secret that the solution is to instead of making everything legal and then paying people to get you know, off it with tax dollars, make everybody pass a drug test to get any kind of government handout, and then make it so it's manufactured with safety. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, but but Democrats get elected, though, by handing out freebies. I don't know if they'd be uh, in favor of it, but I think it would be effective. It really would be, you know, uh, if you're not clean, no bennies, no SNAP benefits, no nothing else. I'm good with it. Okay. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Good morning, Bill. Michael Shaw here. Hi, Michael. I want to take you on a different tack from some stuff that you haven't been talking about, and this actually has to do with some national interest stuff. There's a notice that I got from the state of Oregon and from the Corporation Division about the Corporate Transparency Act, which they call the CTA, which was enacted on uh, by Congress on January 1st, 2021, as part of the National Defense Authorization Act. So basically what this thing does, the CTA, it reforms anti-money laundering laws intended to help prevent combat money laundering, terrorist finance, corruption, tax fraud. This act is targeted at small businesses because they exempt large businesses, public companies, um, um, um. Hmm. You know, you know something. This sounds like this is a deeper talk that I probably have time for at the moment. Could I talk to you in maybe about twenty minutes? Would that be okay? Would we do that? Uh, certainly. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I just know we're we're getting off, and I and I don't have time to give it. Uh, I want to find out more about this. I've not heard about this. All right, and I know you have a business, and we'll have you come back when in a, in a bit of open phone time coming up. All right. All right. It is uh, 17 after 8. We're going to close the phones off here for just a moment, and uh, we're, we're going to go off into some food security news here in Southern Oregon after the Kim Commando digital update, and then we'll get some of your calls in there, too, and a Diner 62 quiz you can win. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority in post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. At Siskiyou Pump Service and Rotary Drilling Company, we provide well water services to your home and business from field to tap. Our drilling team will construct your water well, and our technicians at Siskiyou Pump Service can take it from there. With pump installation, water filtration systems, and installation of a holding tank if needed, Siskiyou Pump Service and Rotary Drilling Company are here for you with complete well water services from field to tap. 
serving the Rogue Valley for over 50 years. Visit us at siskiupump.com. Saving big on just the things I need. Oregon E-Deals has saved the Rogue Valley thousands of dollars over the years on things you buy and use often. Get a Papa Murphy's Pizza Certificate worth $18.50 for only $12. All Beauty Mark Salon Certificates are half off. Also save big on Diner 62, Malello's Coffee, and Freddy's Diner. This and much more available exclusively at OregonEDeals.com. I'm hooked on OregonEDeals.com. I'm saving big. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is your one-stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Linex spray-on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is now your premier source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by and get prepared for your next adventure. They're located at 4840 Airway Drive, just off Vilas Road in Central Point. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. It's now official. One of the most important health features of the Apple Watch is disabled. And Apple, apparently caught stealing technology, is to blame. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Simply Safe. Save 20% on a new security system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafekim.com. If you accuse someone or some company of stealing and they didn't, they can sue you and win. So I'm going to be very careful with this Apple Watch business. This is my personal opinion based on my research. And yes, everyone except Apple agrees that Apple stole technology owned by a medical technology company called Massimo to measure a vital health metric on the Apple Watch, your blood's oxygen saturation. Apple cannot explain how Massimo's technology got into its watch. As of today, all new Series 9 Apple Watches can no longer measure your blood oxygen. Very clearly, Apple makes a lot of money. And Apple owes the world an explanation for how this happened. Enter to win a $1,000 PC or Mac right now at commando.com slash win. Are you 55 and up and looking to get a great value on your phone plan? Then look no further than T-Mobile. They have an exclusive plan made just for you with more savings. Get two lines on T-Mobile's network for $27.50 a line with AutoPay, an eligible payment method. That's a savings of 50% versus AT&T and Verizon's unlimited plans. Plus, you can get one of the latest 5G phones free when you add a line. That means you can stay connected on the latest phones for free. Don't miss out. Join T-Mobile, America's largest 5G network. Go to T-Mobile.com slash 55 or call 1-800-T-Mobile to switch today. Two lines for $27.50 per line, plus taxes and fees. $5 more per line without auto pay. Debit or bank account required. Phone up to $300 off via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers, plus tax. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line. Connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com for details. The Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of speaking off-air with Allison Hensley-Sexar. She's the executive director of the Rogue Valley Food Systems Network. It's uh, rvfoodsystems.org. And you ended up, uh, by the way, welcome, uh, Allison. It's great to have you on the program. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Nice to be here. Yeah. Have you been able to uh, quiet down the two-year-old, your toddler, you were talking to me about yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) She's well set up with breakfast. Oh, good. Breakfast. (laughs) Breakfast. There we go. You had uh, popped out a note uh, to me, press release here, that um, that there has been some funding which uh, was freed up in which you're going to be doing another f- a community food assessment update. I don't want to trip over myself 
as I describe this, but it's the next phase of community food assessment update. And first off, when you're the, the a food systems network, what is this? I mean, do you actually uh, produce food or collect food or distribute it? Or, or are you kind of a policy group? Uh, maybe explain that first, and then we'll talk about this assessment. Sure. Yeah, the Rogue Valley Food System Network was actually formed out of the last time uh, Jackson and Justin County did a community food assessment, mm-hmm. which was in 2012 and 2013. And one of the key issues identified is that there's so much work happening in this valley that we really needed an entity that would do the work of convening and bringing people together around the topics of greatest importance mm-hmm. for the food system. So the Rogue Valley Food System Network was formed, and it's essentially a council of up to 18 different businesses, organizations, individuals that represent the different sectors of a food system, which go from production and agriculture, looking at natural resources, water, soil health, all the way through the marketing, distribution, infrastructure, and processing, um, all the way through to food waste recovery and management issues. And so our council has um, 18 seats with different representatives from identif- who are doing the work in these sectors. So together, we can bring more holistic and systemic solutions to the issues that arise. When you talk about, uh, you know, like, like food waste and eliminating food waste, is that like a gleaning type of uh, thing? Or are we talking about, uh, you know, getting to be like Seattle where, you know, they, they find the heck out of you if you don't, uh, you know, recycle your, you know, your banana peels or whatever it is. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, um, it's a trajectory. Food waste is one of the primary um, uh, issues and uh, not sustainable food system, the carbon sequestration issues, food waste in the dump creates a lot of carbon. Um, and so locally, the efforts at the moment include the community compost project that they do pickups at Ashland and just starting next uh, next growing season at the Medford Farmer's Market. You could drop off your, your food waste scraps. Those get turned into soil by our local farmers. Um, yeah, in other words, it's a it's a smart it's a smart way to deal with it rather than uh, shoving it into the into Dry Creek. Okay, I get that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a much uh, much smarter way of going about this. So, the community food assessment uh, is it about setting policy? Then you you, you do this upset. You ended up getting a, a whole bunch of funding coming in. What the, the Alumbra Foundation, New Ventures Advisors, Roundhouse Foundation, the Gordon Elwood Foundation, and a bunch of others here. So you're going to be able to do this. Do you go out? Are you going like door to door on this? Or is this uh, at a higher level? How how do you do a food assessment? Both. Both. And we've actually been at it for two years. So we um, formed a steering committee with key stakeholders. We've been out in the community doing listening sessions. We had our Food Solutions Summit, which had over 100 um, food systems players at it just last March. And then we've also been taking the time to aggregate all of the the data and other communities' reports that have been put out over the last couple of years. Um, this is all post post COVID, right? So post twenty twenty, we had COVID, we had wildfires, we had our a couple of our biggest drought seasons, and we also had another big change in our food systems, which was the advent of the um, community care organizations, who are actually really involved with having food be one of the uh, bottom line, you know, a social determinants of health is if you don't have food and access to healthy food, that's going to create a whole myriad of problems. So we've been doing the work to aggregate, listen, and now we're at the phase where we're doing, about to launch our last 
um, two live surveys. So we'll be reaching out to all of you community members and hearing what your food experience is. And then also reaching out to our farmers and producers with a survey. And we have a handful of focus groups. And we're going to take that all back and create the report that's the state of the food system for Rogue Valley. And where does and where does the report go then? You know, is it about uh, affecting public policy? I mean, we have a lot of people that are on SNAP benefits. So obviously we have a lot of people right now that are not able to uh, provide their uh, their own sustenance, you know, for one reason or another, right? Is it about trying to solve those kind of problems along with many others? Well, yeah, after we have the report and kind of identified actions, it's, you know, looking at the lowest hanging fruit. So what are some of the issues that you really could address locally um, and just through um, some of the changes with the organizations who are maybe working in that area? And then some of it is going to be policy. So we will we'll talk it and walk it around. We'll share it with mm-hmm. our um, council members. We'll share it with the commissioners. We'll get people on board because really, I think there's a, a movement across the nation to have each community have their own food sustainability and resiliency plan. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Now that. Okay. Now see that that's what I was trying to uh, you know to drive into because. One of the concerns that I've had is that uh, essentially Jackson and Josephine County, you got what two, three days worth of um, of food in the grocery stores, and any kind of interruption, everything is trucked in here for the most part. We don't grow a whole lot yeah. of our own stuff anymore, do we? Well, we uh, yes. If if everything we we live in a bowl, we're surrounded with on peaks by all sides, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so the I-5 corridor gets shut down. There is a conversation around what does that emergency food look like. And we did see it a little bit in COVID. We saw that our farmers were able to pivot. Our local producers were able to pivot really quickly and get food to people who needed it. And that's what we're trying to, in the um, time of peace, when we don't have a crisis at hand, um, a daily crisis at hand, that we can kind of uh, build on some of those systems so that in the case, of our next emergency that we're able to feed. Um, And there's some really great work happening with different organizations in the, in the community with that. Is there uh, anything, are you hoping to use this report to perhaps uh, springboard some policies that might encourage? And now I know that you're not going to just transform the road Valley and that we're all of a sudden going to become uh, uh, the San Joaquin Valley in which, in which we're, you know, the bread basket, you know, of, of, you know, the the country, you know, for that most part. But we can do better than we are right now. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, and I mean, better is a qualification that we probably could spend an hour talking about, right? But we need to look at soil health and farmer resilience. We need to look at small business and economic growth viability. And we need to look at food access and insecurity. So it's how do we get people fed on more local food that's actually restoring soils? and sequestering hmm. carbon at the ground. So it's really a whole systems approach to how do we as a community um, eat better food and tend our soils and our lands better, be better land stewards. Okay. I, I just want to make sure, I, I just want to make sure, Allison, you're not connected with the uh, World Economic Forum people that are trying to get us to eat bugs, <laughs> right? No. Okay, good. No. <sighs> All right. You know, Although I hear crickets are a really great protein source, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I just want to make sure that we talk about sustainability and resiliency That uh, because, you know, there's a lot. there are a lot of global people 
uh, these these elites that are thinking that people like you and me need to be eating the bugs in in living in a you know in a tiny little uh, shack in a fifteen minute city and not going anywhere and and then you'll be yeah. happy and I, I just want to make sure that that this is uh, that this kind of report's not going to be trying to feed that no pun intended you know that agenda. No. <laughs> No, you know what? We are so blessed here in the Rogue Valley to have such rich agricultural soils and great producers and farmers. And really, we just need to look at how to support that and grow our, feed our neighbors. Okay. You know, I'm all right. And if there's a way to do it that it can pencil economically, that's been a big channel challenge. I've talked to a lot of small farmers over the years in which it's, uh, boy, you either, it's almost like you've been forced to either get big or you're just done. There's just mm-hmm. no room for you in there. And, well, if the, if you if this can help, I'm good. I'm good with this. And where could people go to find out more about this report, or maybe even uh, become one of your, as they would term in the bureaucratic world, stakeholders? What do you think? Uh, yeah, visit us at rvfoodsystem.org. My email is allison at rvfoodsystem.org. One L, mm-hmm. and um, I'd be happy to talk to anyone as soon as we have a first draft ready we're going to be launching it and getting it out to as many people as possible so would love to talk with you again at that point and um get that next round of feedback all we're right really trying to have as many voices as the, at the table as possible allison my radio station's open to you in, in grants passage and uh and medford anytime we'll be happy to talk with you about this okay Thanks thank you so much thank all you. right Allison Hansley Sexauer, she's the executive director of Rogue Valley Food System Network. It is rvfoodsystem.org, and I'll uh, post that on kmed.com. And this is the Bill Meyer Show. Hi, this is Ken, Community Relations Director at Prestige Senior Living Arbor Place. If you or an aging loved one has a New Year's resolution to eat healthier, Prestige Senior Living Arbor Place is hosting a free webinar on nutrition for older adults. It'll take place on Thursday, January 25th at 2 p.m. and featured licensed dietitian Alexandria Hardy. Learn how dietary needs change with age and how to put nutritional changes into practice for a healthy lifestyle. To sign up, visit prestigecanhelp.com. Again, that's prestigecanhelp.com. See you soon. Choosing a company to drill your well is a major decision. You have a lot to consider. Experience, reputation, equipment, price, and most importantly, the finished project. Clouser Drilling stands behind their work and guarantees materials and workmanship. Quality and integrity has helped Clouser Drilling grow to be one of the largest drilling companies in the state. They provide the best overall value and make sure the job is done right. Competent and capable. That's Clouser Drilling. Call today for a free written estimate. 476-7795. Visit ClauserDrilling.com. At American Rancher Garage, our mission is to create and build unity through integrity and high-quality service. We are committed to serving you, our customers, providing nothing less than the highest standard of professionalism on every single service and repair. Quality technicians, competitive pricing, and service you can trust is what keeps American Rancher Garage and you united through service. Stop in at 2001 Biddle Road across from Elmer's Restaurant or call 541-499-6673 to make an appointment. 1063 KMED, 993 KCMD, and this is the Bill Meyer Show. It's 833. Sam's here. Hello, Sam. How you doing? Hi, fine. How are you? I'm doing fine. You wanted to comment on uh, the uh, Rogue Valley Food System talk. Go ahead. Yes, I did. Uh, she said everything that there is to save as a background to maybe, maybe we should look into this a little bit more because it is part, um, or it should be part, or maybe she doesn't know yet that it is part of 20-minute neighborhood planning, 
climate-friendly areas, uh-huh. uh, community education. It's all. Uh, it's called a relocalized food system that they'll gradually work into. Yeah, well, I uh, I detected some of that, and I'm yeah. not surprised you would say that. On the other hand, though, I don't think it is a bad idea to be able to grow food no. here either. No, it's not. But we don't want to get to the point where we rely on them solely and having them kind of guide us toward uh, having just uh, vegetables in our backyard, urban farm planning where every lot in the urban areas would be transformed into small garden plots. They call them, uh, what do they call them? Well, well, it's kind of like what Mal was doing. Like well, it's, yeah. it, well, it's like what they what uh, what Mao was doing. Mao Zedong was uh, was doing yeah. back then. You know, you were forced yeah. to uh, you know you as the peasants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, listening with a critical ear, but I was too, and uh, and I get okay. that, and I and I know that a lot of people that get involved in these kind of groups, I do believe have the best of intentions. They really do. Oh, they do. You do. They get a small piece of the puzzle, but a lot of times they don't get the picture on the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I appreciate that. Now, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Are you doing any more uh, seminars at this point on this? I know you've been doing these presentations here at the, at the libraries. Yes, I was, was going to call you because I'm, I'm going to be at the Central Point Library on Wednesday at 530, and I'm going to be recapping, updating a 20-minute neighborhood. All right. Diane, I appreciate the call, and uh, we'll probably have to give you a quick talk on Wednesday morning before that, okay? All right? Okay. Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Thanks. Yeah, Sam Diane Anderson, okay? Uh, Let me go to line one. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning, Todd from Central Point. Hey, Todd, Uh, go ahead. Good morning. Uh, Your caller from, or the gentleman from uh, Grants passed last hour about Measure 110. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a real uphill battle to repeal that. I was watching one of Epic Times podcasts, and it it was very enlightening to me. And it it touched on the whole subject matter of the nonprofits, the NGOs, charities that get government money. And it was a supervisor, former supervisor from San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how there were sixty different NGOs that San Francisco, they have like a budget of $14.5 billion. They are, in essence, the government. They are half the government, really. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I term the NGOs and the nonprofits that are uh, taking a lot of this stuff under the guise of, hey, we're going to help everybody. They're rackets. It's a business is all it is. Okay. They're friendly to the Democratic Party. And what was enlightening to me, I didn't know if they could even do this legally, these charities get mounds of money. There's no accountability, no oversight, and they can make charitable, they can make uh, contributions back to the politicians who gave them the money in the first place. So there's a conflict of interest. So when you hear uh, Jeff Golden, and I talked to you about how I was sitting at a, a speech with him, he was at the same table as me, and you, you could corner the guy and you could say, hey, Medford, in the years prior – to measure 110 passing was averaging about 14 overdose deaths a year. Now, in the three years past measure 110, we've been averaging 77. That's a five-fold increase. We're stacking up dead bodies like cordwood. Yeah, don't tell me that there's, not, that there's not a connection, right? Don't, and, and, yeah. and, for, and for Jeff to say, for Senator Golden to say that oh, we'll, we'll just reform this, no, this, this needs to be uh, strangled in its crib is what needs to happen with Measure 110. But if, 
but about the Democrats, and you have to admire them, they, they have a big picture, a long game on all of this. And I see that they're trying to transfer the burden of Portland down here. I'm seeing so many more drug acts. I used, mm-hmm. I, I've told you about this, but in the past, how we've had to put up security cameras at the church I attend near Hawthorne Park. In the wintertime, we used to see very little drug activity. But now it's all year round. You're seeing people that are not locals. You have Max's Mission just opened up a storefront right across from Hawthorne Park. It's all this money, and it's it, it's going to be an uphill battle. So, But we can't give up. No, no, you cannot. But I think that is an interesting distinction that you talked about, that what uh, Golden and all these other people that were pushing 110. And, and by the way, Measure 110, we have to remember, was a George Soros organization pushed pushed plan, okay? Um, and it uh, spread... And it, uh, and it ends up a spreading disorder. And the fact that you're talking about we're being forced to share Portland's burden is very insightful. And I'm glad you made that. Appreciate the call. Okay. I'll take one more call, and uh, then we're going to have to get ready for the Diner 62 Real American Quiz. So you can start lining up for that. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Who's this? Hello? Hey, Bill, this is Mike. Are you there? I'm, I am, Mike. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I sent you a text with an outline of what I started talking about earlier. Oh, because... Michael Shaw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So basically, it's called the Corporate Transparency Act, which was stuffed in the National Defense Authorization Act of January 1, 2021. And basically, it's a requirement of me having to do filing as a small businessman as beneficial owner of the company. Right. Now, it not anything that I know they don't already have. They require me to provide them either a driver's license with a picture or a passport in my personal residence and all the other stuff and my percent of ownership in my company. But A, they're only targeting smaller businesses. They're excluding publicly traded companies. They're excluding banks, financial institutions. Why would that be, Michael? Because it would seem to me that this is going to bankrupt smaller businesses for compliance costs. Right. Well, see, you got to look at the whole thing, and it says that this is to combat combat money laundering, terrorist financing, corruption, and tax fraud. So I'm pissed off about it because it suggests that either I'm funding terrorist organizations or I'm a thief without ever saying, hey, here's a businessman who's trying to make a living. What could be done about that? Well, I need, I'm asking, I don't need, I'm asking you, when you have your next congressional critters on the show, ask them about this. And if this was such a grand, great idea for the nation to have, why doesn't it, A, include everybody who owns a business? And B, why did they have to hide it in the National Defense, Defense Authorization Act? Yeah, it uh, sounds to me like a, another sop to the uh, to the woke uh, corporatism and the big businesses, and once again, screwing Main Street. Thanks for letting me know about it, and I was not aware of this at all. But, of course, the fact that it's buried within the National Defense uh, Authorization Act, you know, the big, uh, you know, we got to pass this or else we're uh, going to be attacked by the terrorist bill. Right. I wasn't aware of it either until the state of Oregon sent me this nice little thing that says you need to comply by a certain date. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, spreading the, the word on this one. I'll see if I can talk with Cliff about that next time, okay? Appreciate the call. It is 841 at KMED, KCMD. Join the conversation here, 770-5633, because the Diner 62 Real American Quiz will be coming up here in just a moment. 770-5633, good luck, and we're going to play that next.
This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Hi there, it's Jeff with Quality Tree Service. As we look forward to spring, now is the time we offer our best rates of the year. Winter is also a great time to prune your trees because they're dormant and waiting to wake up and grow in a healthy way. So give us a call and get a no-obligation quote. I think you'll be impressed with how affordable it is to get your trees shaped up for spring. Quality Tree Service offers senior and military discounts too. Find us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com. Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyer, Ashland Grants Pass. I'm a big buyer, or a big fan, rather, of buying gold. I don't. I can say I'm a huge buyer, but I buy when I can, and when I do, I get it at Jay Austin. And now they have a brand new way for you to do it. Nonwell Company, great people, been doing this for years at uh, 1632 Ashland Street in Ashland, and by appointment at 6th and G in downtown Grants Pass. Now, uh, given the... Um, <laughs> Given the fact that the big boys are buying gold, but they tell you not to buy gold, uh, do what they're doing, not what they say you should be doing, okay? Have physical gold and silver as part of your financial plan in 2024. Not everything. I'm not saying you could go all in there, but certainly a percentage of it. Talk to your financial advisor first, and then get in touch with Jay Austin. Their website is fortunereserve.com 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 you can pick and choose find all that great selection buy it they'll even deliver it to your door or you can pick it up at the store jay austin and company gold and silver buyers great company here ashland 1632 ashland street 6th and g in downtown grants pass fortunereserve.com you can go there right now It's 2024, and I want to help you buy a new Ford or new-to-you certified pre-owned vehicle. Joel here from Butler Ford & Truck Center with the new year discounts and low-rate financing. Let's make your new Ford an F-150 XLT 4x4, where I've got 60-month financing at 3.9%, plus 5,500 in total discounts and rebates. One more time on that rate, 3.9 for five years. That's how Ford trucks cost less in Ashland. I've got low rates and big discounts on Ford Escapes and red-hot Ford Bronco Sports. The Bronco is a fun one to drive. Come check it out for yourself in Ashland. I'll show you. I've got acres of Fords and certified pre-owned, so come down and we'll help you find the vehicle and payment that are, well, right for you. Remember, Butler says yes to low interest rates. Butler says yes to big discounts and rebates. Butler says yes to giving you more for your trade. Remember, Butler Ford and Truck Center. We're only 12 minutes south of Medford, right off of exit 19, where you already know we've got your truck, your SUV, your certified pre-owned, and electric vehicle. Discount after all four rebates and dealer discounts. 16 month payments at 1837 for 1,000 finance credit. The Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. The Diner 62 Real American Quiz. And remember, Friday is Clam Chowder Friday at Diner 62. Come on in, have a bowl or grab some to go. Some of the best taco salads around. Hot turkey or roast beef sandwiches held over for a limited time and a slice of pie for just two bucks. And I got to tell you, their crispy chicken sandwich. Mmm. Mwah. Gotta love that. Diner 62, just south of White City. Let me go to line one. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Is this this me? Yes, it is. It's Renee. Renee. Well, it was today. There's a reason I'm playing the I I Love Lucy theme, okay? Uh And it was today. Actually, uh, well, actually, it was yesterday. It was yesterday in history, 1953. Lucille Ball gives birth on TV and in real life. And in one of the most widely publicized births in TV history, actress and comedian Lucille Ball welcomes her second child. All right. 
And, uh, of course, it's also the, practically the same night that her character on I Love Lucy also gives birth in Lucy Goes to the Hospital, right? So everybody, everybody cared about this, right? As the first female head of a major Hollywood studio, though, Desilu Productions, which she formed with uh, Desi Arnaz, but took over by herself after they divorced, Lucille Ball helped produce some of the most influential TV shows of all time, Renee. Which of the following shows... Did Lucille Ball and Desi Lu production not create or produce? Okay, which one of these five did she not produce? Was it A, Star Trek? Was it B, Mannix? Was it C, Mission Impossible? Was it D, Bonanza? Or was it E, The Andy Griffith Show? One of those five uh, Lucille Ball had nothing to do with. Okay, what do you say? Okay. Star Trek? Star Trek. No. In fact, that was one of the most famous ones that she was involved in. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you more about that. But uh, thanks for the call. Let me go to line two. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Hi, this is Calvin. Calvin. So it's not Star Trek. We know that Lucy had something to do with Star Trek coming in. Was it Mannix, Mission Impossible, Bonanza, or the Andy Griffith show? Which show did they not have anything to do with? Great question. And I'm going to go Mannix. You're going to go Mannix. Nope. They were involved in that one, too, all right? Let me go to uh, line three. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Who's this? Hello? Um, this is Krishna. Hi, Krishna. So it's uh, not Mannix, it's not Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Bonanza, or Andy Griffith. Which of those three did Lucille Ball have nothing to do with? Um, Bonanza. Bonanza! Yeah! <laughs> you got it! Founded and co-owned by uh, Lucille Ball, Desi Lou uh, created I Love Lucy, Mission Impossible, Mannix, The Untouchables, Star Trek, and dozens of other TV shows, too. It was huge, huge business, including Andy Griffith, Dick Van Dyke Show. A lot of times you don't think about that, but yeah, they were totally in on this. And what's really interesting, Krishna, Lucy was really instrumental in getting Star Trek on the air. And there was a lot of trepidation by the Desilu board members. They're looking at this and going, eh, boy, it's kind of expensive. Maybe this is not that great of a show. And, uh, I mean, just think about that. One studio accountant, Ed Holly, even claimed if it were not for Lucy, there would be no Star Trek today. Lucille Ball truly allowed the show to live long and prosper, even though it really wasn't a big hit at the time either. A lot of people kind of forget about that. It was in uh, reruns that it really became popular. So hang on, you're going to Diner 62. It's going to be good stuff. So Krishna's the winner this week, and we'll have some more of those. Probably Tuesday, Brian, is that when it's going to be? Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday of next week, we'll do that, okay? Hey, it's Lars here with my trusted friend in the real estate market, Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. With the marketplace the way it is today, what are you doing differently? Hey, Lars, great question. We offer our guaranteed sale program where we set a price and a deadline. And if your home doesn't sell during that time, we will buy it. And you combine that with the marketing that we do to get our clients top dollar for the sale of their home. And we sell properties like no one else in Southern Oregon. What does that mean for someone who lists his home or her home today? Lars, for someone that lists today, they can start packing. With our guaranteed sale program and the marketing that we do that is second to none in the market, they will be able to get top dollar for their home and know that they didn't leave any money on the table during this changing market. 
Thanks, Jared. Call Jared Hokanson today at 541-772-SOLD, 541-772-SOLD, or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and start packing. Are you adventure ready? Oregon Truck and Auto Authority is your source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. Featuring quality options for rooftop tents, racks, bumpers, winches, and recovery gear. LED lighting, dual battery systems, onboard compressors, cargo cases, coolers, and refrigerators. They also offer camp stoves, scuttles, fire pits, tables, and chairs, so you're prepared once you've reached your destination. Stop by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. Coming up on the next Hughes Lumber. When two by fours get together, only one thing can happen. Walls get built. Check out the studs, followed by contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Featuring lumber, hardware, and siding. Starring decks, additions, and ADUs. It's the return of home enhancements. But watch out for that naughty pine. Get the best build for your buck values at Hughes Lumber. Your top show for quality, price, selection, service. So don't miss Hughes Lumber on Crater Lake Highway next to Garrison's. Hi, this is Lisa, the Hughes Lumber Girl, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. Hey, Calvin, you had an additional little note on that Lucille Ball situation, but it involved uh, Ginger Rogers, you said? What was yeah, that story? When Ginger Rogers passed away, my brother had an antique store and took all her milk bottles mm-hmm. down to Palm Springs. Um, right across the street from Ginger Rogers' house was Lucille Ball's house. No kidding. And these homes... Um, they might have been maximum 1,800 square feet. I was expecting mansions. They were just small, regular homes. And on a golf course, you could see Bob Hope's um, UFO house above on a hill. Yeah. But very, very simple life. It was just surprising to me. Isn't that interesting how... You know, one of the things we think about, uh, it, it's almost kind of like the Beverly Hillbillies image of uh, of someone, of everyone who ever becomes a, a star, you know, getting that kind of a mansion. But not always the case, is it? Nope. Simple, just like everyone down here. Of course, maybe that's how they end up uh, getting rich and staying rich, right? Watching the expenses, right? Maybe so. <laughs> you know, what do we really need? Hey, Calvin, great story. Thanks for sharing that, all right? It's uh, 852. We've talked about all sorts of serious stuff this morning. We've got to have another dad joke. Another dad joke before we're uh, breaking for the weekend, okay? Dad jokes are sponsored by Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. And we're always willing to take contributions for dad jokes. Uh, visit twodogsfab.com and email it to them, and maybe we'll have it on the uh, on the air here. Now, Two Dog, by the way, is your source for North Star flatbeds, Pacific truck service bodies, job boxes, toolboxes, all sorts of other things. And uh, they also build landscaper trucks with a hopper and a side dump, too. They do all this kind of stuff and get your rig looking good. And if you're a farmer, it's the off-season. Get your equipment repaired over at Two Dogs, okay? Today's dad joke. (laughs) I actually really like this one. I put my grandma on speed dial. I call that Instagram. Thank you for the contribution. Linda (laughs) contributed that today. There we go. The dad joke of the day made me laugh. 8.53. 8.53. Hey, we're going to do a, an email of the day, and this is a, a longer email of the day uh, segment here. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I think it's well worth discussing this morning. Email of the days are sponsored by Central Point Family Dentistry and Dr. Steve Nelson. And my dog in the fight is, yeah, I am a patient over there. 
But uh, Central Point Family Dentistry accepts most dental plans, and they have one of their own if you don't have dental insurance. It works a lot like dental insurance, but better benefits and fewer limitations, okay? The email of the day is actually a exchange between uh, Jackson County Commissioner Colleen Roberts and State Senator Linthicum. They Both of them are on the show this week here. They had a difference of opinion about things, and it all started off, I, I got an email from uh, Commissioner Roberts, and it had to do, and it was sent to Senator Linthicum. It says, Dear Senator Linthicum, I heard a statement that you made yesterday on the Bill Meyer show that I had to replace several times to assure that I heard it correctly. You stated that every voter in Jackson County has been disenfranchised. That is a blatantly false statement to declare right in the midst of your conversation about fighting for, believing in, and telling the truth. As we enter a very important election year, this type of hyperbole and gaslighting is dangerous, reckless, and can be so destructive to the empowerment of an engaged electorate. I haven't given up the fight. Our voters haven't given up the fight, and obviously you haven't either. I have faith in and respect for our voters. I am honored to be their representative, and you should be as well. You owe them an apology. And uh, sincerely, Colleen Roberts, Jackson County Commissioner. Okay, so I got that. And then uh, a few hours later, I received a response from Senator Linthicum. And it says, uh, hi, Colleen. Thanks for stimulating some uh, some thoughtful discussions. I agree we should be diligent in keeping our voters encouraged and involved. We ourselves, as elected representatives, need to aid the public at every turn in their quest to bring the highest levels of integrity, transparency, and accountability to our society. However, I respectfully disagree. And let me see, I just lost my place here, hemming on uh, just a second. Here it is. However, I respectfully disagree with your overall claim, and I stand by my own. As you might recall, I joined with other concerned Oregonians to file an election integrity complaint in a U.S. District Court in order to document and challenge actions by the state, which inappropriately discounted obvious inconsistencies and irregularities in Oregon's voting procedures. The actions by the state also distorted and negatively impacted suitable county-level maintenance efforts for election records at our local county offices. Our claim was that this intrusive behavior by the Secretary of State had a negative impact on voter confidence in our local county and state office elections. Additionally, the state elections aggravated immeasurable levels of voter disenfranchisement across all parties and all citizens. In the past, as you can remember, we used to vote in a decentralized and transparent manner with individual screening of persons showing up to vote at the local precinct. We carried our IDs to the polling place, checked in, signed our names, and received a ballot. Even with the old-fashioned, less-than-perfect mechanics of voter role management, it seemed that people who had moved or died never showed up at the polling place on Election Day. However, today, people, not necessarily citizens, can vote using a centralized, non-transparent black box using mail-in ballots with nothing but a signature to validate the authenticity of the vote. Currently, there's no validation requirement regarding citizenship or legal status when signing up to vote. In fact, House Bill 4133 demolished all standards by requiring just four digits of a valid Social Security number. Specifically, not just four digits of your own valid number, but a nebulous, unidentifiable four digits of some valid number somewhere. To wit, ask your own elections officer if they would be willing to testify under oath if they can verify that 100% of the votes counted were cast by U.S. citizens. 
I could make my question less onerous. Can the elections officer guarantee that at least 75% of the votes counted were from U.S. citizens? Or were any non-citizen votes counted? Again, you don't need to scour the state to look for wet paint at the crime scene. Just ask yourself why your county's voting records are kept by law for two years. The answer is easy. They're kept for follow-up, transparency, audit, and review purposes. Perfect. Then why does it take nearly $1 million for any concerned citizen to gain access to the follow-up, transparency, audit, and review party? If the elections are fair and transparent, why are election officers busily preventing the public from validating the claim? The Democrat majority has so deformed accountability and so corrupted today's voting process that any and all elected officials who claim there's nothing to see here move along are adding to the problem. Since November 2020, massive levels of voter disenfranchisement by government actors is occurring with impunity. If we don't have free and fair elections, then we as citizens have lost control of our country. We have fallen into the hands of the fraudsters who are believed by millions to be actively working to suppress the free and fair expression of the citizen vote. It has happened elsewhere, such as Venezuela, where elections are no longer considered free or fair and where equal protections are not upheld. These facts have caused tens of thousands of Venezuelans to immigrate to the United States in search of a better life where they are equal participants in a free, fair, and civil voting society. President Biden acknowledged these facts in his recent statement in which he cited the tyranny in Venezuela and stated that deporting these freedom-seeking migrants would be irrational. All Oregonians have a constitutional right to have their votes counted accurately, securely, and transparently so that only legally cast votes determine the winners of each contested contest. As such, elected officials, you and I included, along with our county election officers, carry a supreme duty to ensure that elections are held with a maximum degree of accuracy, integrity, and confidence. As a closing thought, does that supreme duty require duly elected officials to follow every politically motivated whim that spills from a non-elected, lame-duck, bureaucratic agent like our current Secretary of State? Doesn't it follow that this is a slippery slope? When does following the rules and obeying our masters just become another method for the destruction of and not the empowerment of our engaged citizenship? With great respect, Dennis Linthicum, State Senator, District 28. So there we go. That was uh, an exchange between uh, Commissioner Roberts and, and, and by the way, I think they both made excellent points. Because Commissioner Roberts is is right that, you know, we don't we have to honor the votes. We're not giving up the fight. And you have to be careful that. Um, well, let me put it this way. I, I think maybe there's a way I'm, I, I haven't talked to either of them about this since reading this on the air. The vote at this point is not perfect. We know that. And uh, Dennis Lindigan has certainly uh, brought this up. However. However, I would add that um, if you discourage people, it's the only game we have at the moment. I mean, we have to keep continue to play that game. And voting to a certain extent uh, is a game, as we've well known about some of the hinky that has been uh, documented across the country. So we have to vote, but yet we also have to not kid ourselves 
that there are problems that we really have to look into. And that's what uh, Senator Linthicum and Senator Kim Thatcher, of course, were doing with their grand jury, with the lawsuits that they were filing. And, uh, yeah, it shouldn't cost a million dollars to be able to take a look at the ballots. It, it never used to. Okay. Have a great weekend. We'll talk more. And my email, bill at billmeyershow.com. And we will uh, see you then. I'm going to join uh, Town Hall News uh, currently in progress. And I hope you have yourself a really good weekend. Okay.